22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another geek-tastic episode of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 49. I am one of your hosts, The Cap, here with the saltiest and the most skeptical co-host ever outside of the two old men from The Muppet Show, MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Salty and skeptical? Fuck you, I don't believe that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thou craven, beef-witted, eternal devil. You know who you sound like when you do that? I just realized. What's that? Smaug. <laughs> 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 if he would have oh MFG <laughs> and uh, to my left also with me is the co-host who is more chill than a room full of potheads on 420 RT Square we're off the tech he's dead Jim <laughs> wow they sounded happy about that <laughs> are you sure he's dead oh he's dead we made sure of that <laughs> oh man it's the end of the year already episode 49 wow that means in two weeks we hit the big five zero. Uh yeah, wow. Yeah, is, luckily is you like, got the gray hair to go with it already. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Mister Dark and Lovely, let's not go there. <laughs> I'm dark and gorgeous, <laughs> says you. <laughs> but no, we, actually, we took a quick, uh, random, uh, rapid poll, and it says that Mike is very lovely. Mike, so it should be called Mike and Lovely. Mike and Lovely. <laughs> Mike and Lovely. So, so first, so first we talk about BBCs, and now we talk about Mike and Lovely. That's right. All right. <laughs> You look great. What are you using? Mike and Lovely. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> see, see, so you can apply Mike in your hair. That just sounds gross. <laughs> you sound like, just put a few squirts on those grays. <laughs> wow. All right. Let's go to what we want to talk about because Lord knows we have a lot to cover, a little bit of time. And, you know, Mike's got to get his hate on. So let's go to the quick news. And now. The Quick News with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Cap. Oh, come on. I don't have my hate on. Well, except for these things I'm about to talk about. <laughs> uh, except for this and this and this. All right, Mike. Quick Let News. Let the hate begin. Where's the, where's the bell for that? Do you have that? What the fuck? What That's not that? a bell of hate. <laughs> and here's Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. eh, that's and hate we'll, enough, we'll, we'll, I suppose. Uh, Mike, go ahead. What, what's the quickness? What you got there? Alrighty. Sony Pictures Entertainment upset Americans everywhere when it announced that it w- that it would not allow its latest film, The Interview, to be shown in theaters due to threats from a hackers group known as the Guardians of Peace. The Guardians of Peace threatened to enact 9-11 style terrorism on any theater showing the film, even though U.S. Homeland Security found no validity to the group's claims. The subsidiary of the Japanese multinational conglomerate surrendered so quickly, I thought it was owned by the French. <laughs> Parlez-vous, Sony? <laughs> and in, in other news, there was a press release released by the Guardians of the Galaxy disclaiming any relations with the Guardians of the Peace. Ah, <laughs> as it should be. Um, I am not Groot. <laughs> I was going to say, wasn't there news on CNN that the Guardians had just said that it's okay for Sony to release the picture now? That was yesterday. I hadn't heard yesterday, that. Yesterday, as of Saturday. I hadn't heard that. The last I heard was... Um, that they that they didn't want it released on any platform whatsoever or something along that line, but I hadn't heard any update. That the Guardians of the Peace seemed very whacked out, and that was just a shameful, horrible thing that Sony made it seem like America did, which is give in. I, I was very. I mean, I'm not surprised that America gave in. I just didn't think on all platforms. I said, okay, maybe they'll delay the release, or you know, they'll they'll you know just to let things kind of you know calm itself over, but. 
to, to, to not have them release at any platform whatsoever. I was yeah. like, wow. And then even Obama had gone, you know. Well, he shamed them as well. Because, again, it's. He's like, look, he, I understand why you guys are doing that, but. Yeah, you know, it was, it's not like the home state. You should have you should have contacted him. I mean, like that's a threat, and that's a threat that's affecting the American people. We're not talking about like they were like, oh, if you release this Sony, we're going to blow up your headquarters. I mean, not that that's a little thing either, but this is like this is affecting Americans, and that's a threat to Americans. Yeah. Right, they that's said, huge. <laughs> they said, and I quote: "There will be nine eleven level destruction." Yeah, if, yeah. at the release party, if this happens, yeah. I was just like, and what? that was in New York too. So yeah. Well, I was just very surprised that, you know, I mean, I know that, you know, we're, you know, a lot of us are saying, well, you know, they shouldn't have gave in. But I was like, wow, to make a, such a bold threat like that, I was like, wow. That, yeah. That. And like I said, the fact that the Homeland Security, though, found them to be completely invalid as far as their threat ability, that says something right there. Because the thing is, had it been shown, even if they just limited it down to one release just to make a point, then that would have nullified the Guardians of Peace. And then that would have hopefully stopped anybody else from thinking about, you know, doing anything. Shit. That did, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, um, it's funny how we're, we're doing the quick news and the interview got here. And this is the first time that I would think that James Franco and Seth Rogen would be on our podcast. Besides the fact us slamming Green Hornet and fucking Spider-Man, uh, <laughs> Spider-Man 2. James, James Franco, he's too stoned to know what's going on. <laughs> he's probably like, that movie was so good. I saw the release. They're like, no, you didn't. <laughs> What movie? The one you made? I made a movie, <laughs> and I and I don't even get into the fact that like rep- representatives of uh, Sony supposedly met with Al Sharpton to talk about like films and stuff like that. And I'm like, not what? making a movie about them, but like something about like something. I, I don't want to say approval for their like how they do their business, but it's just something weird. And you're like, I I'm losing more respect for you, Sony, every single day. Wow. Hopefully Sony sells Spider-Man soon so that <laughs> Spider-Man won't be under their reign. Uh, well, so we'll get to that eventually. Okay, let's go. <laughs> let's go ahead, MFG. What you got? All right. This should sound familiar to everybody. Fine perch within the blood of my blood. Crush their bones. Boil their blood dry in their veins. Rupture their souls. End the line. Strike my family down. Now, besides this being the most common prayer at a Thanksgiving dinner, uh, <laughs> it was also the most startling spell in recent comic books. Uh, with the aforementioned spell spoken by Scarlet Witch, Marvel's Access Number 7 revealed that Magneto is not the father of her or Quicksilver. Now, this revelation was so shocking, Quicksilver was barely able to have sex with his sister later that evening. Oh. <laughs> uh, can, we, can we say that they're inhumans now, I guess? What's going on I, with I this? I don't know. I, I was reading, because I was reading Access, and I read when that happened. Yeah. And I was like, what? But, but... I already know what I think it is. I, you yeah. probably know what it is. I, wait, what? What it is? Don't you think it has to do anything with the fact that Fox owns? Um, oh yeah, no, one hundred percent. I mean, it's it's this is a dangerous game to readers, in my opinion. That Marvel's is Marvel is playing. They're starting to now play with the well. If we don't own you, we'll fuck around with the universe to make our movies relevant and more associated with our comics. Screw you, yeah, right? You know? And it's just not good. I don't like this. The minute I saw the move, the minute, I'm sorry, the minute I read the move when I saw what happened, Mm -hmm. I knew that's what it was. It wasn't even about, oh, wow, they're they're not going to make Magneto and Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch related anymore. I said, no, they're doing this because they're trying to to fuck Fox. Right. And they are related. Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are still related. But no, no, they're they're related, but but, you know, they're they're no longer um, children of of, of Magneto. So I'm like, wait, so now they're going to have a... So you mean to tell me the first, you know, parent they had, that wasn't their parents. So Magneto's was supposedly their father. Now he's not their father? Right. Yeah, so now you're going to have to go into the whole why and blah, blah, blah. But also interesting to me, though, is that uh, she, you know, the spell was about her blood. So it's like, okay, 
Quicksilver fell down in the comics. What about your niece, Luna? What about those children right. that were mystically had before that now exist? What is it, Speed and and uh, what do they what do they call himself? Who oh, um um I, I can't remember the one that, as Guardian or something. What does he call himself? He's not as Guardian, but the one that I know you're talking about. I mean, yeah, I don't, the, I don't, the, the one that casts magic. Yes, you know. I'm, I'm like, are they also? Did they just mysteriously like drop dead? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just think when I saw that spell done by Scarlet Witch, and then I saw it, it was about Quicksilver and her, and that it didn't affect Quicksilver. Yeah, I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, wow, yeah. Marvel's Marvel's playing a dangerous game now. Yeah, they really are because it's, again, I don't care what you do in your movies, but once you start affecting comics and you start just drilling down through everything, it's like, come on, guys, I, I can't take this much more. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's, it's, it's it's taking the fun out of it now. So goodbye to the children of the atom. Hello, children of the Terrigen mist. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is that that uh, is that going to be the next thing? You know. <laughs> so, oh God. But anyhow, anyhow. So let's visit the rumor mill. Doctor Strange is looking for someone to portray the Tibetan mentor to our hero. Will it be the white Bill Nye, the black Morgan Freeman, or the Asian Ken Watanabe? I say choose the Asian, but those are the three people that seem to be up for contention. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, I don't understand that Wait, one. Morgan Freeman? Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I guess they want name. Bill Nye all the way. That would just be hilarious. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I really don't know what they're, where they're going with that one. But and oh, also to address another piece of internet whatnot, Neil Gaiman said that he was only joking about casting Tom Hiddleston to play Sandman in the Joseph Gordon-Levitt production, so all you gossip girls can go back to sipping your apple teenies. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even hear that one. Yeah, I think he just made some offhanded comment, and then the net was like, he wants Tom Hiddleston! <laughs> <laughs> and and you, know how, you know how the nerd dumb are. Oh, they yeah. go quick. They, they, they get nasty fast. I mean, it's, you've seen how the hackers are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So what about Spider-Man? What about him? All right. Much to the wet dreams of comic book cretins. It seems the rumors of Sony and Marvel having negotiations about the arachnid menace were true. According to the Wall Street Journal, Marvel wanted to make a new trilogy of Spider-Man films that would allow Sony to retain some, quote, creative control, marketing, and distribution, end quote, not to mention appearing in Captain America Civil War, but the talks broke down for unknown reasons. Stony still, uh, Sony still has its <laughs> own plans for a Spider-Man animated comedy film, that sounds great, uh, and spinoffs including The Sinister Six, a female spider-powered team-up, and Venom. Uh, it has been said that if Marvel obtained some Spider-Man control in the new films, Andrew Garfield would be out, there'd be no origin story, and a lot less focus on the wall crawler's romantic side. But for now, everything's on the back burner until Sony's Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man Summit in January 2015. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, how do you guys feel about that? I, I know that, I mean, I like Andrew, I've always said I like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, not Peter Parker, with the way he quips, because he's, he's more like Spider-Man from the comic book. Yeah. But I think that if that Marvel took, if Marvel ended up getting some kind of control, and they took that approach... I, I, I don't care. I, I don't care who plays anybody as long as they do a good job. I, I, I'm not invested. There is no one person that I'm like, well, if they're not Spider-Man, Superman, Batman, or whatever, I'm not going to see the film. I could care less. No, no, no. <laughs> I agree. I agree but... You heard it. Adam Sandler, you got the job. <laughs> <laughs> if he does a good job, other than that, he'll get ripped apart. <laughs> well, well I, I'm not saying I'm on the opposite side of Mike, but I will say that I, I like hearing about some actors playing them. You're only because on the opposite side of Mike. I, <laughs> but what I, what I'm saying is that you know where Mike is like, well, I don't care as long as they play a good part. I feel like you know there's got to be some kind of credibility there, just to kind of you know make me feel easy. Like when there's an unknown character playing um, a superhero, the good part is you never know what you're gonna get. Right. The bad part is you never know what you're gonna get. Right. But at the same time, all right, Forrest Gump. Yeah. Let's just put it this way: great actor. Well, used to be a great actor, so that when he was announced to play a certain role, everybody was on board. 
But then we got Nicolas Cage I'll, as Ghost Rider. I mean, you know, that. it doesn't. That's what I'm saying. I don't <laughs> care who you tell me is going to be, as long as they can do the job. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter who you're going to get. Meryl Streep's a great actress. I don't want to see her playing Catwoman. <laughs> you know. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, acting chops has nothing to do with it. It's just you know believability hey, Ralph, to it. Mer- yeah. Meryl, Sh- Meryl Streep playing Catwoman. Look at that ass. <laughs> 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 Try that one. Uh, me uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> me oh my god. <laughs> now you sound like a, neg- a negative Asian saying that. Me no. Me no. <laughs> That's what Sony should be saying. Me no. <laughs> no, um, you know. So I mean, I could care less about that. And I, and we've had conversations before, and I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but there had been something I had read uh, about a good year ago, and it made a good point about you know be careful what you wish for about as far as. Marvel getting back the rights to its com- uh, to its its characters because the more studios that have access to certain characters, the more comic book movies are going to be made. I mean, you know, Sony. I mean, not Sony. Marvel is not going to sit there and make three Spider Man films, three X Men films, three Fantastic Four films, three Avenger films, three Captain Marvel films, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Every year, that's too much money, not only to make but also to risk. So they're going to start making. For instance, sure, we might put Spider Man in this one. But then now we need to finish up our phase three. So now there won't be another Spider-Man movie for what? Ten years? You know, I'm just uh, tossing out no, numbers no, no, and no. ideas. That's a very interesting point. You know? That's a very interesting right. point. And then if they go into Spider-Man, then they might just have to go, okay, well, we're going to do Spider-Man now for the next decade. So screw the Avengers. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, it's very iffy. The only thing I'd ask is I just wish they had more creative control. You know, not, you know, it doesn't have to be like an emperor and, and you know, like what I say goes, but. It just feels like they've had no control at all on like the characters and the way they portray in the other studios. I just, right. That's what I just wish. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And one more thing before I move to the next quick news, because I know we stayed a little bit long on this, but I mean, it's Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. um, um, one thing I'll ask, do you think that approach of if Marvel took over and they said, we're going to concentrate less on Spider-Man's love story and make it all about action, do you agree with that? Yeah. I, I mean, fine. He has a girlfriend. Unless she's also going to save the day, Pepper Potts, and I don't want to see that. <laughs> I, it's great, yeah. I know he's heterosexual. Let's move on, <laughs> Ralph. I think if they focus more on the action, that would be fine. You know, give him a. You can have like a little drama where like she sends him a text and she's like, "Peter, I'm pregnant." And he's like, oh, okay. I got to go save the world. You know? Note to self, push her down step. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, you know, but other than that, it's like, she's not pregnant. <laughs> Spider-Man should just be, you know, trying to save the world. He might yeah. have a little hard time, like, maybe balancing his, his school life or something. But don't focus on that. Yeah. I'll, I'll say and this, also, by the way, the just to let everybody know, like, that was the last text he got from Gwen and we saw what he did to her. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's fucked up. All I'll say is that I think that, I mean, you know, what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man, part of what you make is his love interest and his balance, but you don't have to make it the entire movie. Right, so. exactly. So I think I think reduction, not elimination. That's right. what I think. Yeah, reduction. definitely no elimination. I mean, yeah, you, like yeah. I said, it's just, I mean, that's part of his lore, you know. But, right, but, but I definitely agree. That, you know, you should and not, not so much also the grandma's boy, you know, where it's like, Ahmed's like, Peter, I need you to pick, uh, get something off the top shelf. Uh, yeah, hold on a sec. And he's fighting Dr. Octopus and the Rhino and Venom all at the same time. And he's like, hold on, time out. Let me just go. Yeah, yeah he hasn't really done that in the movies yeah. like and that. And don't forget, Aunt, Aunt May brings in the uh, the gilfs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the gilfs. So you're calling Sally Field a gilf? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you should have thrown that gong when he talked about what's her name playing Catwoman. <laughs> uh, <sure. laughs> yeah, that was all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was enough? You, you got semi-hard? Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it was a quarter. 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 Quarter hard. I don't even how do you even register that? Anyway. <laughs> Go ahead, Mr. Quick News. Uh well, let's see. Oh, who's gonna be a mean old black woman in the Suicide Squad movie, huh? Who's gonna be a mean old black woman? All right, yep. Amanda Wallace hefty shoes have been filled by none other than Viola Davis. What? Yep. The little bit of dark chocolate known for her Oscar nominated role in The Help and an Oscar I mean Emmy, Emmy nominated role in How to Get Away with Murder will add DC comic character Amanda Waller to her list of achievements. That is a very strong pick. I yeah, like that. I like that. I feel, I think it's pretty good. I'm glad they didn't go with Oprah Winfrey, even though I love Oprah, like I said in the last show. <laughs> yeah, I but love I, her, but still. But I like I like that choice. Yeah. She's really she was good in the help. I haven't yeah. seen How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, she's great. Yeah. Could, but, could you imagine Oprah as Amanda Waller? All right, Suicide Squad, look under your chairs. Everybody's won a free tracker in your brain. <laughs> That's right. It'll explode whenever I don't like you. <laughs> and you have a tracker in your brain. And you have a tracker in your brain. <laughs> but, but Wow, really good choice. Okay. Yeah, that, I'm happy about that That one. makes me happy. Okay. Yeah. Because I also like about it is that it gives her, you know, they didn't go for some 20-something or something like that. It's nice. You, you have, you know, she's, you know, she's got a sex appeal. You know, she's pretty. And you know, yet she's an adult. You know, and yeah, I like she that. has she has a commanding presence. Yeah, she really does. She has a very commanding presence. So I'm I like that. that. Well done. Yeah. All right. Not All that right. Mike chose it, but yeah. <laughs> good news. Yes. All right. All right. Um, who's black and shoots people? Shaft. No one, because the police in America shoot the blacks first. Oh. But in England, oh. it might. No, where's the fucking bell? That's a gong. Thank you. Damn. But in England, it might very well be 007. Uh, the oh. suave, debonair, manly man himself, Idris Alba, is on lots of wish lists to take over as the man with a license to kill. According to leaked emails from the Sony Pictures Entertainment hack, an email sent January 14, 2014, from co-chairman uh, Amy Pascal to Elizabeth Cotillion, who is the former executive vice president of production for Columbia Pictures. They're the ones that distribute the Bond films. Miss uh, mm-hmm. Pascal said, quote, Idris should be the next Bond, end quote. Uh, Daniel Craig is, of course, set to play Bond uh, in the upcoming Spectre film in November 2015, as well, as well as one more after that. But according to a 2012 Rolling Stone interview, Craig wants out of the spy business, quote, I've been trying to get out of this from the very moment I got into it, but they won't let me go. And I've agreed to do a couple more, but let's see how this one does because business is business. And if the shit goes down, I've got a contract that somebody will happily wipe their ass with, end quote. Oh, wow. Shit. He really wants out of being bombed. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, well, why did you say yes? <laughs> I don't really want this. <laughs> wow. International fame, lots of money. Fuck that. <laughs> Idris Alba was like, um, yeah, if this guy wants out, there's got to be a reason. But, but then how are you going to explain that? You know, oh, because that's, the, well, that's the thing that's been, that's been the thing that's been actually talked about for years. Um, and it's what I don't like, and I know some people are for it. You know, more power to you. It's what it is is that James Bond will now be nothing but a code name. Okay. Oh, okay. Right, and I, which means now the question is: is that then all of a sudden it's a code name, or has it always been a code name? Which will explain Connery, Timothy Dalton, all the, all these right. different guys playing Bond. But the thing is, all of those guys playing Bond in their own films, they reference the other people's activities as their own. Right. You know, so well. Well, then it would have to be then that you know maybe from here on forward. Well, that's what I'm saying. Now, either way, I don't know if I like that. I like you know we're comic book readers. We we are all about knowing how continuity shifts in time as to keep up with the times. I like the fact that Bond had all these adventures. One Bond. I do too. You know, I mean, I, you know, fine. I mean, I love Idris Elba. He's a great actor. You know, he's fantastic. Um, and I think he'd do a great Bond. It's just I like my bond being one person. I, I I like knowing that okay, he did this, he did this not now going, oh, so 
then Timothy Dalton is the one that fought so and so, not you know Roger Moore, or, you know, like yeah. or whatever. It, 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 you, do you feel like it causes a little bit too much thinking? Yeah, it, 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 Un- but, I'm sorry, yeah. a little bit too much unnecessary thinking. Yeah, exactly. So you have, you want to classify them? You say this is 007.1. This is 007.2. <laughs> This is 007.1000. On your radio station. (laughs) (laughs) You you know how liquors have different brands? This is 007. Dark. (laughs) (laughs) Either that or like at the end of the the last Daniel Craig mission, uh, you know, the Ray finds at the new M, he's just going to be like, 007, uh, we need back all the tech you've been using. And he's like, I gave it all back. No, all of it. And then he just pulls at his face and it's just been a mask the whole time. And he's (laughs) black Idris Alva under there. (laughs) All right, here's the mask back. I guess I have to be black now. Uh, that's funny. He's, he's like, damn, this thing got me out of so many speeding tickets. <laughs> oh. oh, you have no idea how black 007 I have so many kids, and this mask has kept me from paying child support on any of them. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Q, you can launch up that that, uh, that uh, nice uh, smoking cigarette, menthol. Oh, and my damn. grape soda disguise. Oh my god! Thank God we're thank God we're we're a tan and darker podcast. Oh my goodness, we get slammed. Well, you never know. Mike's voice could be white. It could be. <laughs> Whatever. Next piece of quick news. It's the last piece of quick news. Go right ahead. All right, so let's bring this titillating segment to an end, talking about BVS DOJ. That's Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. And for BBS. you, BBS, BVS, DOJ. It just sounds dirty. It does, it does sound dirty, dirty doesn't, doesn't it? it? <laughs> <laughs> and for you hoes at home that don't stay in and know about these sorts of things, there will be some pseudo spoilers, actual spoilers, and notes from pre-production script, or just a bunch of shit that we don't know if it's going to be true. All right, so we have Superman villain Doomsday will be a major player. Uh, uh. Batman villain Anatoly Kanyazev, a.k.a. the KG Beast, will have a cameo. I personally think that's going to be the tie-in to the Suicide Squad because I think he's supposed to be in that one. Okay. Uh, Joker will not be in the film, but his name will be mentioned, and Superman already knows about the Joker. That just begs something I want to talk about later. Okay. Um, Super, uh, Batman has been operating in Gotham for 17 years. Like that? Uh-huh. Interesting, huh? Robin's death was going to be mentioned, but that idea has been dropped. Um, movie's main action takes place a few years after The Man of Steel. Clark and Needy, I mean, uh, Lois, live together. <laughs> uh, other nations view Superman as a tool of the U.S. Uh, Superman foils a villain and says, quote, I won't snap your neck. I'm going to take you to prison, end quote. Of course, then he later threatens to break the guy's back. So he has something against vertebrae I do not understand at all. <laughs> uh, at the start of the doomsday fight, General Swanwick tells the military that Superman will move the battle away from populated areas because he's a hero. And that's what heroes do. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, two, so, two stabs at the old movie. So I guess uh, uh, Metropolis was just you know, a dry run, right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and then here's this one. You're all going to love this one. And it's the last piece of a uh, point. Commissioner Jim Gordon was killed prior to the movie. What? Yep. He'll just be like a plaque on a wall. Wow. Are they going to have the... What's the actor who played him in, uh, in Dark Knight? Oh, oh. um... Oh, I mean, oh, now you, the moment you asked, you made me forget his name. Um... I can see him in my head. Yeah, anyway, I can't think of it. Well, are they going to have his picture like in the wall? I don't know. Yeah. I doubt that. He's dead, Jim. <laughs> I doubt that because they're not a reference to Nolan films and these aren't the Nolan films. So I, they, I, they put, probably couldn't do that. I mean, if they want to, they could put my picture on the wall. And, and, this, and this, is from the, this is from the leaked information, huh? This is, like I said, it's a bunch of everything. It's, you know, stuff that people are saying from a pre-production script, um, you know, spoilers that they've heard, said, talked about, whatever you want to say the case may be. Wow. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? I'm not liking it. 
But you know what? It's, it's too early to tell, but I... Well, it's it, always it, too early to tell, but I mean, you know, an opinions off, can still be formed about what I like about this information or not. Well, well, you know? well first off, Superman, Superman's villain being Doomsday? I mean, does Superman only have two villains? That's just me. I, he doesn't Do- have any villains. His <laughs> villains are horrible. His, his villains hey, are horrible, but... You know, they should, they should bring back Lobo. <laughs> God, that would be a horrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so bad. Just to see bring, on just bring up. It's just bring, noble, baby. Bring Brainiac. Well, you know, eventually that's got to happen. At least I think it eventually has to happen. Brainiac's the, the the best Superman villain you should go with, honestly. Yeah. Well, I mean, really? he's he's yeah. good with you know, like I think Brainiac would be a good pseudo Thanos. Okay. Like in other words, Brainiac himself, for instance, might be under the throes of Darkseid. Okay. But I think Brainiac would be a good immediate villain so that like he might be responsible for leaking tech that allows him to build Metallo and other create other Superman villains, for instance. You know, like maybe the toy that. maker. Kind of. Well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Look at you, the toy maker. <laughs> the toy maker. But you know what I mean? Like maybe like through his knowledge of, of mechanics and, and uh and biologies and stuff like that, maybe he'll learn uh they'll learn how to make parasite or stuff like that. I mean, just as an excuse of how these creatures were created or something like that, and then you find out it's Brainiac, that's another big thing, and then that leads maybe to Dark Side. that wouldn't be a bad idea. That wouldn't be bad. Is that what you're gonna be pitching MFG? No, I pitched them to just burn everything. <laughs> <laughs> Start from scratch. Start from <laughs> just scrap it all. <laughs> they should let me design these movies. No tanks, tanks everywhere. 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 Yes. Clark, get in your super tank. <laughs> Already in it, Lois. Could you imagine a super tank like Kit from Knight Rider? No. <laughs> With the big I can tell you that now. No. Michael, Michael Landon's dead. He can't do the voice. <laughs> I'll do it. Hi, Superman. No, 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 no. You won't do the voice, please. <laughs> that was the creepiest voice ever. Hi, Superman. Where have you been? <laughs> Take off your shirt again. <laughs> I, I've, re, I've repositioned the stick shift for where you like it. <laughs> <laughs> is that all the quick news? That is all the quick news. But I did want to bring up though, I had mentioned about that the you know Joker won't be in the film, but he's mentioned by name. And right. again, like I said, this is the way the the quote supposedly the pre production script was that Superman knows about him. And it, it see this is the kind of stuff that with Batman having been around and like Superman now in this kind of world, and depending on what they're well, not even depending, just anything. If, if Superman is a hero. And you're telling me that, assuming, this is a mass murdering Joker. So you just didn't bother to go look for him? Like, like you know, that, that was one of the news headlines of, guy seems to be killing lots of people and not being caught. But a man that can fly really fast and has x-ray vision that can see everywhere could probably find him really easily and arrest him. <laughs> Back to you, Jim, in the newsroom. <laughs> you know, like... Like, it's that kind of thing that just begs... I mean, it begs it even in the comics, but, you know, there we can see the territory, but... Here, it's just like, well, so now you're telling me that Batman's been around for many years before Superman even showed up, active, so that, okay, even if not a Superman, remember he was going around saving people and being helpful? You, you couldn't have popped into Gotham and saved people and been helpful? <laughs> you know? it, it, it's just like that 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 um that um superhero short that they had with Superman saying he wouldn't step foot in Harlem. Right. Same thing. Maybe maybe Gotham is DC's Harlem. <laughs> I guess it is. <laughs> Shout out to my people in Harlem. Love you guys. <laughs> but we're not going to visit you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there we go. I, I actually have no quick news. Ralph, do you have any quick news? Uh, I have none. You what have is, none. What a surprise! <laughs> right. All right, so let's go right to the first half of the of the obviously of the movie. <laughs> going to the first half of the podcast, which we're going to be discussing and reviewing, The Hobbit, 
Battle of the Five Armies, MFG, RT Square, and I went to the movies yesterday. Which yeah. You, which, which, oh, could you not give away how you're feeling about Yay. it? Yay! There you go. <laughs> People don't do commercials for TV shows, and if the episode's going to suck, they don't go, yeah. You know? <laughs> no, they just, they just say, next up, Gotham. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <damn>. <laughs> Yo, you just hate you some Gotham. You just hate you some Gotham. Um, and what's interesting is uh, we're not even gonna get a chance, or at least in this episode, to talk about Flash or Arrow because those they had mid-season finales, and those mid-season finales were awesome. Oh my god! I, I, I so badly want to talk about, but we'll save that for another podcast. So, with a synopsis of The Hobbit: Battle of the Five Armies, is MFG Mike the Finance Guy. Yay, back to me again. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, on September 21st, 1937, John Ronald Raoul Tolkien's The Hobbit was published and quickly praised and prized for being best juvenile fiction. Amazingly, after 77 years, this and other high fantasy works from Tolkien have never been out of print. His stories have been adapted for everything from radio to stage to, to film to comic books to video games, garnering a new audience with each redesign. Uh, in November 2012, Peter Jackson began the blockbuster adaptation of The Hobbit and stretched 300 pages into a nine-hour revisioning of CGI effects. Uh, with that said, previously on The Hobbit. <laughs> All right. A midget with hairy feet is tricked into house- hosting a house party by an old man that gets his fashion tips from the Wicked Witch of the West. The host is then duped into being a burglar for the Snow White's uh, ex-roommates and travels with them to find gold in that dark lonely mountain. Along the way, they find giant spiders, giant eagles, wood elves, and, uh, and a meth head with a mysterious ring. Don't forget giant giants. <laughs> and giant giants, of course. <laughs> Comedy ensues as the merry group runs into Puff the Magic Dragon's overly dramatic brother, Smog, who throws a hissy fit and storms out of the mountain to get some air. That's where we left off. In the final installment, Battle of the Five Armies, we are treated to the seventh-minute dragon block party that for some reason could not have been added to the previous film's 161-minute runtime. We have a Romeo and Juliet love story that's in the air, along with the adventure and lots of decapitated orc heads. There was more fighting, more talking, more creatures, more talking, more bloodless (laughs) corpses, more talking, more last minute saves, more talking than ever before. God, I hope they didn't bury Tolkien in a wooden coffin because he's spending so hard in his grave, it'll catch on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget the walking. (laughs) It was followed by the talking. Oh, God. Uh, Before I even open my mouth. Please press the spoiler button. He already opened his mouth. You're too late. He can't find it. Oh, there it is. Warning. This segment may contain spoilers. So leave Captain Mike. <laughs> yes, because I'm sure Ralph won't spoil anything. Well, I'm going to spoil it right off the bat. So I'm warning you, if you're listening to this, and if you don't want to know about it, my suggestion is to try to find the midway point and get there, because I'm going to spoil it right now. Patrick, listen up. He's going to spoil it. Jazz, I already know you saw it, so, you know. <laughs> In three, two, one. Okay, what the fuck? They open it with a dragon? Yeah, I, 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 like, like I said in, the, in my synopsis, I mean, it was literally, up, and I'm being generous. It could have been eight, but I, I think it's I think about it was more, seven minutes. I think minutes. it was more ten, but it was still brief. It was yeah, very- it was a brief fight scene, and I'm like, so you could have just given me the dragon fight scene at the end of the second movie and then opened with the desolation or not desolation. Yeah. The desolation or of, of everything that's, that remains by this point. Yeah. The lake town. Yeah. I should say decimation, not desolation. Okay. Well, I mean, the first thing I'll say is number one, coming into this movie, I felt very confused. Now, I mean, in this age of digital and video and all this stuff, maybe I should have done my homework and watched the movie the night before. Yeah, so that's why I went. Right. But, but taking but, your Alzheimer's medication would have helped too. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Already going for the old jokes. Meanwhile, you're twice my age. Anyway. <laughs> twice as good looking, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can do amazing things with wrinkles when you stretch them out a little bit. <laughs> but, um, no, but seriously, I mean, in this age, yes, I understand it's a continuation of a movie. Maybe I should have done my homework and watched it. But is it me or the idea of going to a movie is to have their job is to kind of catch you up. Yeah. Obviously, creatively, find a way to catch you up. Like when you joked around and said previously. Right. <laughs> you know, they could have done that. That would have been fine. But I felt so lost watching this movie for the first three minutes of the fight scene that I'm like, okay, I knew that the dragon was going to get him. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to remember all the other subplots. Everything yeah. else that was going on. So when everything would come up and say, oh, wait, why is um, Bard the Bowman in, in, in jail? Um, you know, why was he right. imprisoned? Um, oh, and, and then this um, this dwarf was, you know, still be injured and he was, you know, right. with Mariel. And- why was Gandalf in a go-go cage? In a go-go cage. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's his part-time job. <laughs> <laughs> Shake it that up. money maker. Shake it <laughs> up. So I, I just felt like um, this movie did a really, um, because like you said, exactly where they ended it mm-hmm. from Desolation of Smaug, if they would have ended it from when they finished the dragon fight, Right and just started the movie from there. I agree. I think it would have been a, a yeah. cleaner. Yeah, it would have been cleaner. And all, but also, I mean, it's really no different. I, I find the uh, trying to, if you watch them out of large spans of time, I can't follow the uh, the, the Lord of the Rings trilogy because there's so many characters. I'm like, who the hell are you? I mean, I know your face, but I don't remember why. You know. But this one had the same feel, and uh, but it shouldn't have because it's a short story. <laughs> it should have <laughs> just been one movie. You know. Um, yeah, that was that was definitely a problem, you know, that you had to kind of remember like what went on. Um, I just also found that I just didn't care after a while. I, I realized right away I didn't care. I it it I've never read the story. I've never read The Hobbit at all. Um, I've seen that wonderful Rankin and Bass uh, oh. cartoon from like what was it seventy eight I believe. Fantastic um, cartoon, absolutely fantastic. And it was about an hour and a half, two hours long maximum, and it tells the whole tale and you get it right. Um, so I have to use that as closer to understanding more of what the story was. This one was so puffed up, especially this last film. It was so puffed up. It felt like, again, I may not be correct on this, but let's just say if it was a 300-page novel, that it felt like the first two films were 250 pages. Right. And this last one was 50 pages that they were like, well, stretch it. <laughs> it because it just felt like, I mean, think about how, how many dead silences we had, how many knowing looks between characters. Because they had nothing to say. And did you not notice that Bilbo Baggins, the star of the movie, had almost nothing to say this entire movie? Every time they showed him, he was just sullen and looking away. It was more about um, Thorne Oakenshield. And that's fine. But I mean, it's not even just that. But like, I think it's because, first of all, I think they didn't want to give him a lot of lines so that everybody would really go out crazy. He never said that. Like, you know, if he just turned to Thorne was just like... May the force be with you. You know, like, <laughs> like you know, like that would just cause a, a riot right there. With great power comes great responsibility. I'm yeah, just saying, exactly. Thorn. <laughs> just saying, Thorn, tossing it out. <laughs> you know, or he says, Thorn, snap the fuck out of. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Shit, kiss my grits. <laughs> that was definitely in the book. That was definitely in 1937. You know, exactly. I mean, so that I, I almost felt like that that of all of the bastardization that they did to the the book, that they didn't want to really just overdo it with Bilbo's character, so they just left him silent. And it was just annoying me because I'm like, dude, silent. aren't you the star of the film? Not only silent, absent. Yeah. Oh, he was completely absent. Yeah. So, I mean, if you right, up all his time, what was he like? Maybe I'm going to be generous and say 15 minutes. It, I feel like I it feel was like more Val, around 30, maybe 20. Okay. I feel like Val Kilmer, when he was talking about the Batman series and when he was taking it on, he said, you know, the other movies were all about Batman's villains, but the movie's named Batman. Why is it not more about Batman? And when I was, I think I was, I must have been in my, in my teens when I heard him say that. I was like, wow, that's real egotistical. But I'm like. 
He's got a point. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like what we feel like in this movie. You know, Bilbo is not really in this yeah. at all. Meanwhile, the whole story is about his adventure. Yeah, exactly. And, but I will definitely say, though, the same thing the director said to Val Kilmer. Shut the fuck up, Val Kilmer. <laughs> uh, no, but, uh, no, but no, I agree. I mean, this is Bilbo Baggins' journey. And like I said, watch the first two movies if you want to see him because you kind of forget this. You forget this was his journey. Mm-hmm. And literally, until he actually goes back to the Shire, you're like, Oh yeah, you were on a journey. You weren't just like there, <laughs> you yeah. know, like and, and that extra long. It's, oh, they, God. Are you serious? It's like okay, we understand that the battle's over, and you, and you want to show some beautiful scenery, but do you really got to spend five minutes of them walking in one scene, yeah. and then do another five in another scene? I mean, I was, yeah. I, I had just put me, uh, uh, I was the, the meter had expired in my car, and I was looking at my watch, and I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. Is this movie not over yet? <laughs> is this why Ralph is angry? Because he's like, I had the fucking money. I didn't have money in the meter. And I'm watching five minutes of fucking scenery. I was this close from getting a ticket. And I'm like, holy shit, man. Come on, hurry up. Hurry I want to see grass. I go to Central Park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think a lot of it, though, is because, again, they had nothing to say. I mean, yes, you can say beauty for beauty's sake. But there's also a point where you just go, you just had nothing to say. <laughs> you know? Okay, let's, let's, let's throw the good stuff out first. And maybe I, I know I should. I started it with a negative. Um, yes, you did. I Kev, did. he started. It's your fault. Always <laughs> yeah. your fault. It doesn't take, it take much to start you, Mike. Nope. <laughs> it's, it's like gas. You know, you turn, if you flick the switch of a light, it can blow up a whole house. <laughs> well, depending on the gas. But anyway. And why it's in your light bulb, I don't know. <laughs> he lives in a very old house. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about my house later. Um, but, I mean, I know I started it negatively. But what are some good things about it? I mean, I'll say one thing that I loved. I mean, Smaug, watching him do his do his thing and, and Smaug just started, you know, destroy the town. And it just looked, it wasn't just him burning the town, just him collapsing freaking buildings mm-hmm. and making them fall and how they're falling on top of each other and all these. It was, I thought that was pretty cool. No, I mean, it was, the, well, the effects was, they were beautiful as you'd expect. But see, oddly enough, as much as I love Smaug in the desolation of Smaug, he just seems so by the way in this movie. Like, because again, yeah. you, you had now a brief taste of what was so excellent. It should have all gone together because it was just kind of like you kind of forgot how good his scene was and, how, and that uh, this would yeah. have really ended that whole scene, you know? I bet you when they um, remaster the movies and do like a director's cut, they're going to put that end together and then just start the third one. Where yeah, and they'll show. probably add in the other uh, 48 hours of footage that they cut. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> And they're walking and walking. walking. Wasn't that a complaint about the first Lord of the Rings? Oh, that was my complaint about the first Lord of the Rings. I remember you complained about that. That's the clerk's complaint about the Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Even the trees walk in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Very true. Um, But I mean, like I said, it was beautiful that way. Um, Definitely good destruction. But but again, like what I didn't like, uh, not so much that had anything to do with smog, but it was the same problem that ran throughout the movie. And I kind of mentioned in the, uh, the synopsis was that it was just too much uh, last minute saves and too much of that whole what let me take action kind of a thing mm-hmm. so like you know like with smog before he you know like the the archer is like literally putting his archery bow together yeah while smog's like hmm ah. you're like you should have attacked them by now i don't know what you're waiting on <laughs> <You know? laughs> well you know dragons are long-winded and they like to, to get their point and that's why they're dead <laughs> i suppose that's, that's why they're dead did they invent monologuing he's, he's like wait what your bow broke all right hold on let me just uh say my speech right now you just just fix it while i talk <laughs> so bowman who do you think you are okay bowman p.s was it me because you said something you said something about they made smog feel very by the way you know, the way they treated him in this movie. Did, didn't you feel that way about the Black Arrow? 
Oh well, yeah. yeah. Well, well, the Black Arrow was built up. The Black Arrow and Smog were both built up in the desolation of Smog, and then they were both dispatched just as quickly in this movie. Oh, what can what can kill him? His his arrows aren't killing it. He looks over Black Arrow. Oh yeah, and it was just like very like. Oh, here it is. That, yeah. that can kill him. Yeah, like my question is like, how did the sun like? It just happened to be on the boat, dude. Or? How much of that that film happened to be seriously? Yeah. It would like for instance, um, when Bard tries to escape, or the was Bard the Bowman? Bard, the Bard yeah. Bowman, yeah. right? When Bard tries to escape from the jail, he throws out the tied up sheets that just happened to snag the boat that happened to have the leader of the town yeah. on it, and you know, it was just like one happened to happen to happen to happen. You know, I'm like, stop it. <laughs> Maybe it was all part of his plan. I suppose. <laughs> I, I bet when, when Bard tells the story, you know, to, to his friends, like, yeah, and then I did this. Wow, I can't believe that. He's like, no, nobody would believe it even if you wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> even if Peter Jackson put it in a movie. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but uh, and I'm trying to think about the stuff. I mean, the action was the same action. The actors were the same. I mean, I can't think there was any standout performance. Because, um, um, again, I just felt like their dialogue or whatever they had to do was just kind of like, so the camera's still on me. Um, I mean, like Thorin, did he not look like he was just like I do not know what to do? Yeah. <laughs> like he was going crazy, but then it would just be like I'm sullen and going crazy, and, and the camera's still here. <laughs> Guess like I'll a, walk on this side of the room. And he's like, all right, let me do dragon voice again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No one will take my gold. Yeah. I didn't mind that. I mean, but but you're right. There were definitely long stretches of time where it was like, okay, as a, as the director, I should have been like, and cut. Okay, we don't need that long of a dramatic pause. Right. We got your eyes looking at him. There we go. Let's keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. I mean, a lot of that with Thorin. Um, trying to think, who else? I mean, what else did you like though? Because um, <laughs> my yeah, my like that. You know, I mean, you know, typical me, of course. haha. I don't have a lot of likes for this movie though. I, yeah. And I was trying to think of him when I was started the conversation. I'm like, I like the look and the CGI was great, but. I liked Evangeline Lilly, a.k.a. Um, Toriel. Uh-huh. I liked how she was in the second movie and wanted more from her in the third. Yeah. I just feel like, I mean, because there was so much filler, mm-hmm. because I feel like the main stories were coming off the, coming off the second movie. The main stories should have been, um, obviously, you know, Smaug, because they didn't finish that. Mm-hmm. Um, the actual, you know, the elves and, and, and the dwarves, you know, trying to... You know, try, you know, being inside the castle, and of course the love interest with with Toriel and 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 the the semi dwarf, right? Because you know, all them like dwarves except for him. I'm like, what happened to him? Because he was a good looking dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was a playboy dwarf. He had that Indian hair. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think she liked him so much? I bet she's like, oh my god. So, so I, felt I love she, you. I, felt she, I mean, she was kick ass in this movie too, but I felt like they really didn't focus. You know, I mean, I like her, and I wanted more from her. Mm-hmm. They didn't really give me a lot about her. No, there wasn't a lot. That's what I'm saying. Like, and as long as the film was. Even the action sequences didn't really have the people that, you know, like it didn't have the stars that you expected to have in them. They just were these long action sequences that you were like, and then they weren't believable too. And again, I, I don't know how they may have, the fight was described in the books and stuff like that. And, I, and, I, and we all love that a, a, a small handful of heroes takes on a large group of people. But I'm talking like five people take on 25. Yeah. I'm down with that. Not and again, I'm not we have more two, people, but but not, not two versus a hundred, right? Exactly, not two versus a hundred or two versus ten thousand. I mean, like that's what it felt like, especially when you realize that. I mean, there's all to be said for you know um, rousing up the troops and stuff, but um, when uh, when Thorin's uh, cousin shows up with the dwarves, that the which basically is to say we're a handful of dwarves, basically versus the orc army, let alone versus the elf army. But when yeah. the orcs finally attack, 
And like at one point when uh, Gandalf is looking over, he's like, oh, they're falling and blah, 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 blah. And then finally when Thorin breaks the whole, you know, lets the hold of that dragon curse is off of him. And he's like, let's go out. And I'm like, well, there's only like 14 more of you. Right? It's like, you know? it's like and then suddenly the tide changed. I'm like, really? 14 of you? Listen, when, when you rally dwarves together, man, they'll do anything. See, I guess they do. It was just, it was, it felt unbelievable. And again, maybe it was like that in the book. I don't know. But this visually and after the long movie, it was, it just, I didn't buy it at all. You know, right? What'd you think about the cock blocker, Legolas? <laughs> it wasn't really a cock blocker, no. Nah. But, I mean, come on, the dwarf Lee, wanted to get his freak on, and Lee, then he's like, "No, she's coming with me." Lee Pace was the fucking cock blocker. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Ronan the Accuser? <laughs> That's right, he was Ronan. Yeah. Um, what was his his name in, in this um in this story? Because I know he was the elf. He was the elf leader. Yeah. Right. Cool. Uh, tell you, he was um Thranduil. Yes, he was the cock blocker. Can you, can you say that again? Uh, probably not, but uh, Thranduil. <laughs> One more time. Thranduil. Oh, what was again? Shut up. <laughs> uh, fuck <Thran>. you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, there we go. It's never complete without a cap. Fuck you. Um, but but yeah, I mean, he, he was a cock blocker. I don't think Legolas. Legolas just looked like he was too old to hang out with these kids. <laughs> I was like, it's supposed to be before Lord of the Rings, and he looks. Older and oh, he, he's like Benjamin Buttons. Yeah, yeah. Dwarves, dwarves <laughs> uh, age in reverse. I mean, elves. Oh, elves. I'm like, and no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you're wondering, he's just making it up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can see that. Um, let me see. So we had, so we had all those stories. I mean, oh, but how about the? I mean, as far as I've understood from other friends of mine that actually have read Lord of the Rings, how about the totally made up battle with Gandalf and uh, you know Galadriel and all those people? Right. Like, totally made up. Like, I, I don't think that exists anymore. I, I didn't even know that didn't exist. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think, at least for, again, for what I've heard from my friends, that does not exist. Wow. That, that was basically their way of, like, going, oh, this explains how it works in the other movie now, you know. <laughs> I have a sorrow on his back and, yeah. and, and everything and the, the ghost knights or whatever. Yeah. The, the, the kings, the seven kings or whatever. Nine. Nine kings or whatever. I counted them. <laughs> was it nine? It was nine of them, actually. Did, I did didn't they them. look like a... a, a, a like a boy band when they when they're all together, <laughs> and Soren in the background just look like light and they give me a beat. We are going to kill you. Wow, yeah. that beat Mike just did is better than half of the music that's out now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just saying, just saying. Copyrighted. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I, I I knew I felt that fight scene was lame. I didn't realize that it wasn't part of the original story. Yeah, I mean, now please, I mean, feel free to correct me. Like I said, I, I'm just going off of what I heard because like, I haven't written it but uh, I don't believe that's supposed to be part of it I think that was just kind of a filler thing that he just they were like oh make him do something yeah it's like you know what would be cool if we have old guys fighting ghosts that just seem to never want to quit and always come back even when you throw them off a cliff yeah I didn't understand why falling off a cliff was such a dramatic thing for a ghost that was floating to begin with <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's always like right up there when like like Superman's floating and talking to you and then someone opens up a trap door below him and he falls <laughs> And you're like, but, but you were floating. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, the way it works is he, he shoots like farts out of his ass. Okay, ah. okay, I'm done. Okay, let's not do that. Shout out to Gabe. Gabe, I know you'd love that one. <laughs> Which he really, he really wouldn't, but you know what I mean. What I was going to say was, speaking of annoying in regards to this movie, was the guy who the, the weasel, whatever the weasel's name was? Uh-huh. Yes, was it like Alfred or something like? Yeah, that? Not it was, Alfred. It was Alfred. Was it Alfred? It oh, was okay. Alfred. <laughs> oh, look, Ralph knows. <laughs> oh yeah, because I hated the guy. I was like, throughout the whole movie, <laughs> every, yeah. time, every time I see him, I would say to Cab, "Was like, 
please fucking kill him. Someone fucking kill him. And then right when I thought he was going to die and Bard saves him, I'm like, no! But my thing is, it's like, <laughs> they, they went through that joke too many times. Yeah, they did. Once, okay, fine. Twice, maybe. Three times, you're pushing it four times? Oh, yeah. So first, he he, he starts kissing, you know, Bard's ass because Bard has basically saved the, the town from mm-hmm. everybody. Then you have, you know, the fact that he says all women and children should go there and, um, um, Alfred goes with the women and children and they freaking find him. Then he dresses up as a woman and he's, you know, doing that. And then, right. then he's, snu- he's trying to sneak out with the gold. He's about to get killed again and Bard saves him again. Right. It's like, we've done this joke. Either kill him or just say, you know, once once or twice and that's it. Let's keep well, moving. Well, also, it was one of those things too. Like, you know, he served his purpose as, you know, the, the humor of the moment. He should have just burned down and died with his master because it was also one of those things too of, like how unbelievable it was when uh, when he's like, we need someone to watch over, blah blah blah. Yeah. Alfred, you have first watch. I'm like, the most untrustworthy human being, a guy that would kill you before pissing on you. You know, oh. this is the person you leave. Oh, first watch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nothing gets by me except a whole army of elves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and by that point, though, Bart, it's like, who's really to blame for that? Yeah, <laughs> you or him? Or this one? Hey, ba- hey, hey, um, um, Alfred, go take my children to safety. Yeah, are you trusting this motherfucker again? Yeah, yeah. I, I like I said, I, it just, it just was annoying. It just felt like, oh, it's one of those stories of yes, there's a billion other people and probably more competent people in this town that are saved, but because we've already seen him and he's been established, we just keep going back to yeah. this guy. Right. <laughs> you know, you, you know how, um, how it should have ended. They just do like random, like different endings. Mm-hmm. Their whole episode for that should just be different ways that Alfred dies. Wow, you really didn't like him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was complaining every fucking every time he came. He got on the he got on the screen. Ralph goes, "Oh, this guy again." <laughs> I, I hated him so much that if I see the actor in, in real life, I'll be like Alfred. He'll be like, "No, no, I just played him. No, boom, <laughs> a tank through the I chest. Hit him with a tank. Yeah, <laughs> tank through the chest. Tank to the chest." But the same thing, I always say though that like especially when it's not so much a, a writing problem but it's really just like the actor did a good job at it it's like well, you can't fault him he did a good job he did a great job okay. <laughs> if you hate him that much he did a good <laughs> he did job he did a great job because I hated the crap out of him it's not, it's not like uh, the daughter in the Transformer movie where she just did a bad job and you hated her <laughs> you know? oh my god it's funny you talk about Transformers I'm gonna bring that up later alright <laughs> right, so anything else you wanna add I mean I know that Elijah they said Elijah was in the movie I didn't see him he was in the first one in the very beginning. Oh. Okay. And he was part of the second one, I believe, also, too. They gave a, a small... Oh, a small... It? I yeah. don't remember. But I, but I didn't see him in the five armies. What they did, like a, a, a Terminator thing coming from the future. Bilbo, I'm your nephew from the future. <laughs> I've come to save you. Skynet is here. That well, would, he, he just reached out. Come with me if you want to live. Yeah. <laughs> and that would make that better than this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the Schwarzenegger just dropped down in the middle of the field. <laughs> I'm looking for Sarah Coniston. You know what, <laughs> I was, what I was thinking throughout the whole movie is like, could you imagine that whole like battle with if one side had modern weapons, you'd have a sniper taking out the end, the, the leader right from a distance. Just put a whole bunch of machine guns in the front row. They take them all out, you yeah, know. Not exactly. I'd be curious to get some some C four and some mines right there. Fuck yeah. it, just some drones. <laughs> Drone everything. The only thing that would uh, not work well from the future would be if they just had a bunch of stormtroopers shooting. Yeah. And wow. they're still missing them. Miss. And they're still missing <laughs> it'll them. Be, it'll be the stormtroopers <laughs> versus Cobra Commander. Joe. <laughs> Cobra Commander team. <laughs> My God, they haven't hit anyone yet. <laughs> oh, 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 did you say suppressing fire or killing fire? I'm sorry. <laughs> killing de- fire. Okay, suppressing fire. Shoot. <laughs> this is depressing fire. <laughs> oh, my God. 
but but you would have missed though that huge deformed thing that they had like that weird like triangular rock shaped thing on his head and he just runs into the wall to oh, break yeah, it down that yeah, was funny as hell the battery ram yeah like, I was you, like wow that works could, could you imagine the infomercial for selling that uh, the ogre battering ram <laughs> you can use it multiple times but once he has the concussion you might want to get a new one <laughs> or have trouble getting into your fortress <laughs> have you ever forgot the keys or, or the secret knock or even the the, the, um, the waving flag to get over the moat <laughs> get the orc battering ram <laughs> ah, oh come my. while supplies last <laughs> that's so funny um, what I was going to add was there was two major death scenes you mean my spirit <laughs> and my childhood. <laughs> well, first there was, I mean, you know, spoilers. Um, Thor and Oakenshield, mm-hmm. you know, after getting, you know, stabbed by the leader of the orc army. Yeah. Which I thought that fight was kind of, it was pretty cool, but it, it lasted a little long. I was just about to say, like, every fight in there, it was cool. It lasted too damn long. It what rem- what okay. I didn't get is when, when the orc was floating underneath the ice. I would have, like, stabbed him, like, 20 million times I right there. I would have just walked away. <laughs> I wouldn't have cared. Just I would have said, you you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta double check it, you know. So you gotta stab. Double tap, absolutely yeah. double tap. Always gotta double tap. Yeah, but I mean, well, that got me because I'm like, why is he walking up? Is he like making sure he's gonna float away? It's like, like, what? Well, what is he doing? Yeah, and you don't keep your foot near his hand. I mean, come on. Of course you're gonna stab. You gotta see from far. I can see the body from there. I'm good. I'm ten feet away. <laughs> you do it. I mean, he's he's a dwarf. He's strong. You just javelin throw the sword. You know, it'll land right on him, and that's it. Boom, he's dead. Shit. So what did you guys? So you, so you found the fight scenes were too long. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. Especially. The, oh, oh, how about the Legolas fight scene yeah. with the crumbling tower that doesn't crumble when it falls across a, cha- a chasm oh, and, and wedges itself into a perfect bridge? And then he was showing off his his Super Mario skills. Oh my god, it was just that his, his that was a horrible, skills. horrible scene. I mean, it, to know when that thing fell, when that that tower fell and created a bridge between the two mountain formations. I know the cap. I just was like, "What?" Oh, it just fell, and everyone's quiet in the theater, and I just went, <coughs> "Yeah," I remember. <laughs> I remember because that. it was like there is that. nothing that could be said yeah. by that point. <laughs> when when he was running and the thing was crumbling, all I heard was, <laughs> "Yeah," I, I couldn't believe yeah. that when I saw oh, that. Oh, happen- how about when he ran up the rocks that were already falling? Yeah. That was my favorite part. The rocks falling in midair. He just jumps from one that's falling to another that's falling <laughs> to another. Yeah. It was horrible. I mean, it was just so bad that I'm like, even if I was a child watching this, I don't know if I'd find that cool. Like, I don't know if, if you noticed, there was like a split second when he looked towards the camera and you can see a black mustache. Shut up. Yeah, I swear to God, there was a black mustache and he had a red cap but, on. Well, well, well let me, let me I, I'm wondering, and, and you know what? Any Lord of the Ring fans, please hit us up on, on Facebook or, um, or hit, him up, hit us up on our email because I'm curious to know how people feel about this movie because I know there are people who are so into the Lord of the, the Ring mythos that they, I won't say they're blind but they'll they'll give things a pass now, I mean personally anyone that I know of that's actually not talking about likes the idea of the uh, fantasy of Lord of the Rings anyone that's into Lord of the Rings meaning they've read the stuff they're right. not happy <laughs> you know just like the Tolkien family is not yeah. happy because by the way this is probably the last Tolkien-esque thing you're going to see that's been allowed by the estate that between uh, the theater company and Peter Jackson, uh, the Tolkien estate has refused to allow any more of the works to be released. 
Wow. So if you were waiting for the Samarillion, you'll be waiting for a long time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know. I, wait, what, 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 the Samarillion? Yeah. I don't know the story. I just know it exists. I'll have to check that but out. that's a very popular one. Yeah. I, I don't know if it takes place after the Lord of the Rings or whatnot. I don't know. Right. All right. And what? And how did you feel about the, 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 the killing off of the good-looking dwarf? <laughs> Uh, that was just, I mean, it's just one of those things If it's like, hey, you either die now or you die later. She's not aging. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's, it's also like um, they took so long. It's like there were, was it three times where you thought he had the upper hand against the orc? Right. And then it's like, okay, I got him. You know, he gets thrown down again. He's like, ah, so dramatic. Like, then he goes back again. Okay, I'm holding back the sword. Oh, oh, then she comes and jumps on him. He's back and he's about to get him. Right. Boom, he gets knocked down again and she gets knocked down. Oh. Well, that was one of the billion, like I said, there was always the, how many times was someone just about to die and just about got saved it, by that random person out of nowhere? In wrestling, they call it a false finish, meaning that, you know, it, um, you think it, this is where the match is supposed to end. Mm-hmm. And then miraculously, something they, they kick out, or they, right. you know, they, they find a way to escape. They call that false finish. Right. Well, there must the have been about twenty false finishes. Right. Or also this. This, uh, the the Deus Ex Machina, right. which is also what it's called for like oh, film cool. and theater. All right. So you just heard the cap compare the Lord of the Rings with wrestling. So Lord of the Rings, this movie was horrible. Ergo, wrestling is horrible. Never, wow. never that. Don't have, you, you're, wow. not, you, you, you're lucky. You're lucky. The lovely Gigi just left. Though. Otherwise, she'd body slam your ass. Just Ooh. saying. Well, you know they're both from old time periods, so I can't wait to see Gandalf the Gray fighting Andre the Giant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. In this corner, oh, God. the man who was white but still gray now. Oh, Gandalf. Andre kills him, and now he's fighting Gandalf the White. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh God, um, but yeah, I mean the the, the false finishes definitely made it you, because you it, it got tiring. There were yeah. so many of them. It wasn't like one or two that you're kind of expecting in most movies. It was a ton of them. Yeah. It was always like, oh my God, they're gonna die. No, they're, they're not gonna die. You know. But how, how about when uh, Bilbo just gets knocked out and everybody just like walks past him, like all, all the. I was like goblins or something. They just like say, okay, he's knocked out. He's fine. He's yeah, that's him. the way it happens in war, right? Oh, he's unconscious. I'm sure he won't come back to haunt us. <laughs> <laughs> this guy that no one saw coming up the mountain. So you don't think that's weird? Yeah. Maybe we should kill him. Now, because no. it's funny that you bring up Gandalf. And now, mind you, I don't know if I got this from the first two movies. He was, ve- I mean, the way he would talk to Bilbo, it'd be like, nice two seconds, and then like, you're a fucking dirty little hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> he pretty much was a, a like, dick. He was a dick. Like, I usually look at Gandalf like, okay, yeah, he's mad at time, but when he needs to be. That's how I'm like, he's just being a dick because he don't like hobbits. Yeah, he was just like, make sure that my friend is well fed, and if he tries to leave, fuck him in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, oh you, my God. You heard the carrot and the stick. I suppose a- a- so. Apparently, Gandalf's carrot's a lot shorter than his stick. Wow. He was just like, if he tries to leave, fuck with the carrot and the stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my brain. Okay. Is there anything else constructive we could say before we go to ratings? Yeah. Watch it on DVD <laughs> or Netflix. Don't pay to see it. <laughs> I could say this. The movie was visually stunning. Of course. The egos and the bear was amazing. And the orcs. Especially the big ones that they had the catapults. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Funniest moment that I that I saw in the movie was when um, they're fighting in the city, and you see a whole bunch of orcs going up a staircase, and you have that big that one big orc in the front, and then he gets shot with one arrow oh. and just falls back on all the other ones. Yeah, I bet they learned their lesson that day. <laughs> Let the big guy go last. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. Well, I mean, I agree. I mean, and we'll get to ratings now. It's visually stimulating, but. I mean, after that, 
the story just ran too long. It should have yeah. been a, it should have been an hour and a half movie. And, and actually, if if you were gonna have smog in this movie, it should have been the last thing. Yeah. Should have been a big battle. I, I think the the meter maid that was uh, working around Kip's Bay was probably like, you know what, this guy's probably watching that crappy movie. Let me give him a break. <laughs> That's why you didn't get charged. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> P.S. Um, the, the last time I've seen a, a a major enemy get dispatched that quick was fucking Whiplash in Iron Man Two. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't forget though that smog wasn't the main point of the even of the the. Like if you watch the Franklin um, Bass, it's like with the Rankin and Bass. To be, it's he's a character, but it's not like the character. You know, yeah. it, it's not like the yeah, Hobbit no. and Smog. You know, yeah. But if you're gonna play him to do that much, well, that was the problem that they made. Like for instance, Desolation of Smog should not have been the second movie. It shouldn't have been about him. I mean, he should have been there. But they did such a like you said. I guess and that's where it's coming from with what you're saying is that they did such a lead up that. And it's kind of back what I was saying in the beginning, that since you let up and you made the second movie about Smog, then his demise should have ended in the second movie. Right. Yeah. You know, because then you, you probably would have felt like that was a complete story with Smog. Right. You right. Coming back, you're like, oh, he must be a villain throughout the whole piece. And it's like, nope. Done. <laughs> Quick. Done fast. <laughs> oh, uh, we forgot this part. <laughs> yeah. you know. And, and really it's Battle of the Five Armies. Can you really count the armies separate when they're fighting the same force? I know it's three different orc armies. Fine. And then you have the dwarfs and the elves. Okay, that's five. And the humans. And the humans. Oh, so then it's six armies. No, there's five. There's, I thought there was only two orc armies. I know there was the one from the north that was coming in later. Yes, two orc armies. Like there was the main one, then they came in from the north. No, because you got you got the ones that came in from underground. But right? that was all one army. That was all the ugly guys' army. That was one? Okay. That was one army. And then the north, and then the elves, the humans, and the dwarves, I guess. All I right, suppose. Then. So then it's the battle of two armies because they were all fighting the, the orcs. Okay, okay. It's the battle of the sucky armies, all right? <laughs> all right. Ratings for um, The Hobbit, Battle of the Five Armies. Ralph. I give it, uh, let's see, 10 orcs falling down the staircase. Out of reverse, how many? In reverse. So it's one. <laughs> Oh, the reverse of 10 one out of one? five. Okay. One out of five. <laughs> one out of five. What the fuck? You're bad with numbers today. <laughs> Are you a theater major? <laughs> no, actually, I was a liberal arts major. Oh, that would explain yeah. plenty. But <laughs> wow. so, one, so one out of five. That's like, I think that's one of your lowest ever. I don't know. There's one that's lower. There's, I know there's one that's lower. I gave a 0.5 to some movie. I was about to say, you gave 0.5 to something. I remember. Wow. That. He really hated that movie. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I didn't like this movie either, but I didn't hate it that much. You <laughs> know what made me hate it was that the freaking Alfred didn't die. <laughs> it's Alfred. And that's what it means for Ralph. And, and, if, you, know, and you know he's going to be mad at Alfred now in the Batman movie. If, if for Alfred, no other reason. <laughs> if Alfred had died, that movie would have gotten a 10 out of 10. Uh, no, but no. <laughs> equals six claws, but whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll give it... Um, Two, I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll go with that. I'll give it two out of two coins filling up to make him look like breast, so I don't have to like fight as a man. Out of five, the only reason. So I basically, your normal wear. <laughs> I got my own boobs. I don't need coins. <laughs> but I, I mean, I give it that because visually it was stunning. Visually, it was fantastic to look at. But but I mean, all our points too long, too much, um, not enough, um, bad storytelling. Especially taking, you know, I was telling somebody because a friend of mine was talking to me over the phone last night and he goes, you guys kill the crap out of movies. I go, well, I, I don't. MFG does. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> but then he goes, but then I said, but you He's know what? joined the dark side. <laughs> I'm joined. We have cookies. Um, <laughs> but the guy was saying, yeah, but you know, they always change the movie from the, from the um, book to the um, to the movie or to the TV series. They always change. They go, yeah, but it's the difference between taking from 
and extrapolating what you need. In other words, you have a big story and you're taking parts of that versus taking a small story and making up shit that didn't even exist. Yeah. That's that, and that's a big problem because it feels that way. You went from yeah. good to crap. Fast. <laughs> Mike. Wow, I really do work around a bunch of haters. <laughs> and I, I want to make that very clear there, Kev. Um, no, I mean, I, like I said, I mean, I definitely did not like the movie. I didn't obviously hate it as much as you guys did. Um, but I give it a six. How did Smog continuously miss the tall, rickety tower with the guy trying to kill him out of ten? <laughs> How it, it was the only thing standing in the town was a tall, shaky, wooden tower. It's the only thing that not only did he not burn down somehow... <laughs> you know, but then kept missing him when it was aiming for the guy. He's flying by with these huge ass yeah. wings and still didn't hit the fucking tower. How? <laughs> <laughs> it's the tallest thing there. If he had been a terrorist, 9 11 would never have occurred. Wow. What, too soon? Let's, oh. just, let's take a moment to just recognize the fact that Mike gave a higher rating than both, both of us, of us no, combined. combined. <laughs> Wow, it well, is actually, a Christmas miracle. Actually, that's, that's not true though, because uh, what you gave a, I gave I gave a two. You gave well, actually, you we may have one. the same because out of five, it would be a six out of ten. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that New York math working again. <laughs> hey, hey, hey he, he's an art major, and I'm a little bit arts major. So. <laughs> ah, true, I was a math major. Oh hush. <laughs> so there you have it, The Hobbit, Battle of the Five Armies. I don't have anything quick, quippy to say about that. So we'll just come back with more. Meanwhile, tw- 22 pages later, after I figure out what's the difference between a dwarf, an elf, or a little person. Hey, guys, this is The Cap, letting you know that your voice is important. We still want to hear from you. Tell us what you thought of our last episode. Channel your inner Mike the Finance Guy and let us know if we got something wrong, which he's really good at doing. Help us with Geeks on the Go questions, or even compliment us on our horrible impersonations. Your impersonations aren't that bad, Doc. Thanks, Kev, even though I thought that was. So, <laughs> show us some nerd love on Twitter, at Meanwhile22, or like our page on Facebook. You can also check out our website at Meanwhile22PagesLater.com. That 22 is a number. And, if you have enough time, send us a positive review on iTunes. Wow. We're really begging, aren't we? Now let's get back to the show. Every millennium, there comes... Wait, what? Not millennium? Every year? Oh, okay. <coughs> Every year, there comes a time where three of the world's greatest geeks come together to talk about crap about what's going on throughout the year. They culminate with one of the greatest events in the world. They call it the Bags and Boards Awards. Here are your hosts, the man without a hat, the cap, Doom's apprentice, Mike the Finance Guy, and the insignificant spaced out wizard, Ralph the Tech. Thank you. All right. All right. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the second annual Meanwhile 22 Bag and Board Awards. This is a good time for us to have an opportunity to celebrate and chastise comic book, TVs, movies, and everything in the geek world over the past year. So let's 
let's keep the ball rolling. Let's get started with our first award. And presenting that first award will be MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Thank you. It's an honor that I'm here for you. <laughs> wow, you're already stroking it off now? Damn. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, my award, uh, nice and simple. Let's start it off nice and easy. It's the biggest asshole in a sequel. Wow. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. And the, uh, the winner for that one is... Uh, Optimus Prime for being a 60-foot murderous thug, shooting an old man dead, keeping a secret that he could fly while making humans travel across the globe getting shot at, freeing Dinobots and beating them in submission until they obey him, and releasing the gigantic Dinobots on Pond China. Wow. Yes. yes. <laughs> good choice. Good yeah. choice. Wow. I have a feeling that the Transformers movie is going to have multiple awards in, the, <laughs> um, in this award ceremony. Wow. Is, was, there, was there even a runner-up for this category? No. <laughs> I'm going to find one. You know that, right? <laughs> All right. And now announcing our second award, I was going to say, is RT Square or Ralph the Tech. So, yeah, just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know. He the, 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 audience, audience. the audience is very unsure about that. <laughs> Should we applaud him? Will that make him go away? <laughs> so my award is for the most shocking good thing that came out of this year and we have doom would like to thank you for that award <laughs> it's not your time doom <laughs> i'll sit down <laughs> uh thank you doom for that marvelous interruption uh there are many great things that happened this year but one of the greatest and many people can agree with this is having a female thor Mm. Oh. Not only is she kick-ass, the story's pretty good, too. And could only expect good things from that. Nice. All All right. Right. I guess Marvel got a pat on his back. Wow. Our first because patting her on the front would have been offensive. <laughs> <laughs> Depending where you work. <laughs> All right. Thank you, RT Square. Now I'm going to give out my first award. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to give out my first award, which I like to call the MFG I Called It Award. This is the Ooh. award that's given to the comic book or show that has a plot point that's supposed to be hidden, but shrewd people sit there and figure it out weeks or months or even a year ahead of time. Our nominees are Beth being killed in The Walking Dead. About damn time. <laughs> Peter Parker returning to his own body within a year in Spider-Man. Saw that coming. And Laurel getting getting to take on the helm of Black Canary in Arrow. <sighs> and the winner goes to... Beth getting killed in The Walking Dead. Yes. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people are very happy about that. But Mike had called that from, like, I think even the, the, begin, the beginning of the season. Um, the beginning of, season, of this season coming up, you had said, so. you had talked about, yeah, you know, Beth... Where the hell is she? Yeah, not, <laughs> she proved she wasn't necessary. <laughs> that's not a surprise. I saw Mike's license, and it said, Mike, Mike Stradamus. Oh, goodness. Yes. Mm-hmm. You, you really like stroking that ego. <laughs> Speaking of guy who likes to stroke his ego, MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Ooh. And we're back with award number two. This is going out for the sexiest bang the hell up hero. What? Ooh, <laughs> Ooh yeah. There are really no runner-ups for this one. There's just really only one. And that's going to be Oliver Queen, the Arrow. <laughs> For his mid-season finale shirtless fight scene with Rachel Gould, which showed that our hero has been repeatedly shot, stabbed, sliced, and burned in the last seven years, yet he still found time to tell Felicity 
I love you. <laughs> That's a hero. All right. Good job, Oliver Queen. One thing I'll say is, yeah. Um, first off, everybody who likes Oliver Queen, I'm like, it's funny because I, I don't remember that the, the, there being that many scars when he's doing the pull-up thing. Right. But then when I'm seeing him on, uh, you know, fighting um, Ra's al Ghul, spoilers, um, I'm like, what the hell? It's like a burn here, a, um, a laceration here. And I'm like, wow, they yeah. really did a good job. But oh, yeah. I don't remember it being in... Yeah, a lot of them I do remember them, but I mean, you don't notice them as much whenever he's doing the Sam. Yeah, they, I think they just try and cover it with shadow a little bit, and so yeah. you have to do it. Either that, or he's probably you know he probably took off his shirt, and you know, like the crowd there's like, oh my god, and he's like, you know, I don't go to bed with these wounds, but I wake up with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I makes you wonder who he's sleeping with. <laughs> All those crazy women he's been with. <laughs> I remember sitting there with G, we were watching it the other night, and I'm like, hey, um. I didn't realize he had so many scars. She's like, what? I didn't hear you. <laughs> she was like, you're still here? <laughs> so, all right. Good job. <laughs> what you got there? What, what award do you have there, Rob? So, my award is the That Was It Award, or what Cap hears every night on a basis. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So my award is basically the award where you're so hyped up and you're like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then it's like, that was it, you know? So you would think Godzilla would probably win this one where you're like, <laughs> you know, you're Kaiju, Godzilla. Yeah, she's awesome. And then you're like, no, no, Godzilla, no. But Godzilla didn't win, no. Godzilla did not win. He did Ooh. not win, no. The biggest what the heck was... When you you watch Guardians of the Galaxy and you're like, holy shit, this movie's incredible. It's fucking awesome, awesome, awesome. And you're like, Marvel always has an after credit scene. <laughs> and then it's freaking Howard the Duck and you're like, that's it? I waited through 20 minutes of credits. Mind you, the music wasn't half bad, but that's it? Oh, fuck that. <laughs> so that's the award. Well done. I agree with that one. What? Absolutely. But you know what? I, I, I'll say this. I did like the fact that it was Howard the Duck, and I was like, wow, they made yeah. a Howard the Duck reference, but... Mm-hmm. I liked Howard the Duck, but come on. Yeah, that should have been like either the first one quickly followed by a real one, or the secondary one like the Schwammer thing. Yeah. All right, on to my second award for the for the day. Um, it's called the I Just Wasted Forty Dollars in Tickets and Two and a Half Hours of My Life for This Fucking Movie Award. <laughs> I wonder what this movie could be. <laughs> okay. This award goes um is, is all about the time that you take to watch a movie, only to feel like you've been robbed of your money, your sanity, your time, and your integrity. The nominees are Sin City Two, Ooh. Transformers Four. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And the winner is... The Michael Bay Shit Show, (laughs) a.k.a. The Transformers. (laughs) Uh, It's funny that Prime came up in your awards. I just felt... Watching... Yeah, you need double yay. Because <laughs> they just really messed this film up. Now, mind you, you I know Mike doesn't like Transformers from the beginning. And I know Ralph's the opposite. Ralph, Ralph has been a Transformers supporter. I'm definitely a Transformers supporter because I grew up in the 80s watching the Transformers and watch it rise to being some kind of cartoon that looked to push toys mm-hmm. into something that became major or movie worthy. So I was very happy about that. But to watch, it, I mean, I can't even go over how many bad things they went on in the movie and it just kept it felt like Lord of the Rings it kept going 
Yeah. <laughs> Lord of the, luckily we didn't see Lord of the Rings. You Actually, know. if you look in the background, you do see them walking across the Shire <laughs> <laughs> with the trees, right? Yeah, with the trees. Yeah. <laughs> so my so my um, winner of the I just wasted forty dollars dot 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 piece of fuck award <laughs> goes to the Transformers. Mike, what's your next award? Ooh. Well, there can only be one winner for this award, and there was. <laughs> so this is the award is the most creative four way fuck. Involving a fox. <laughs> what? Ah, it's, a, it's an award that gets you thinking there for a moment. <laughs> I don't know what it's got me thinking, but it's definitely got me thinking. It makes you wondering. It makes you wonder, what does the fox say? Uh, no? uh, never mind. You guys are too old for that. Yeah, I have no idea. What, what is that from? Say. It's a song. Oh, what does the fox say? Yeah. Well, what does the fox say? I don't know. Oh. You have to watch the video and see. Oh. Oh, I guess I'll never know. Exactly. <laughs> so anyhow, the, the award for the most creative four-way fuck involving a fox goes to Marvel Comics for removing Magneto from the comic book family tree because Fox owns the movie rights to mutants, <laughs> killing Wolverine in the comics because Fox has film rights to the character, canceling Fantastic Four comic books because Fox owns the movie rights to the team and the universe of characters, and for Uado, the Watcher's suicide by White Nick Fury so that the original Nick Fury is the new Watcher called The Unseen. Why? Because Fox owns the rights to The Watcher. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I didn't think about the last one. Yeah. yeah. Holy smokes. <laughs> so they killed Uatu for that? Probably. I mean, they'll never say they did it for any of these reasons, but that's pretty obvious. You know what I got to say? Fuck you, Fox. <laughs> One thing I'll say about Fox is, it's funny you said the, the, um, a fox always fu- uh, describe uh, this award again. The most creative four-way fuck involving a fox. Involving a fox. Real nice little play on words. I thought it was, um, even though he's not a fox, I was like, Rocket, Rocket, Rocket Raccoon? <laughs> I was like, is there a version I haven't seen? <laughs> I am Groot and loving it. <laughs> <laughs> Groot's asshole is a little bit chippy. <laughs> Yeah, I was waiting for it. It's no, high in fiber. Uh, <laughs> no, that's when he just went, I am Groot! <laughs> that was when the penetration hit. And on to the next word is RT Square. <laughs> Ralph, yes, I, yes, yes, it's me again. I'm back. All right. So my award is for, you know, this year there's been uh, a lot of big events. First, you've had Spider-Verse, you know, been previewing since the summer when Amazing Spider-Man came out. And you also had... The death of the Wolverine. But by far, one of the best events that I've seen so far this year was... Flash and Green Arrow team up in the TV show. Absolutely. That was one of the best, you know, things that I've seen this year. Absolutely. I mean, and and it's funny because you wouldn't think that those two could... I mean, theoretically, you have an archer versus, you know, somebody with superpowers. Yeah. How are you going to make this even a formidable fight? Right. But they found a way to make it work. All right. right. I mean, you know, you have to suspend your disbelief, but it does work. Even, I, I, you know, I didn't mind Oliver's Batman-esque, you know, attitude when he was in, in Central City, mm-hmm. where he's like, you know, I'm the dark one. I got to do what I got to do. You know, I, if I got to torture somebody, I'll torture somebody, you know? But even he, even with uh, Barry's, you know, sort of chipper, you know, kind of happy style. Right. And it wore him down a little bit and it, and it made him into a better superhero, you know? Yeah. And then just the fact that, you know, Oliver's up to team ups in the future just makes the shows even so much better. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Where he's like, I mean, I know they're not dating, but, you know, the, the, the first sign that someone's moving is when they have the toothbrush. What's a mannequin? What's that mean? <laughs> 
<laughs> a mannequin with your clothes on it, that yeah. pretty much means they're doing something with that mannequin you don't want to know. <laughs> that's, that's what this it means. This could be you. This could be you. This could be you. That's me gyrating. This could be you. <laughs> so flash, you think you're pretty fast? You're not faster than my hand touching you here. <laughs> what are you... <laughs> what are you doing? What? What? What, what am I doing? I just walked in. You touch it? No, I'm not touching your costume at all. <laughs> so you know that means though, if he has uh, a suit for Barry, a place for Barry's suit there. So I guess uh, Barry's got a nice warm spot for the arrow shaft. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> oh, all, right. all right, and on to our last award of the obviously of the evening. evening. It feels like an evening. Um, most interesting guest. In our first year, or our first year and change, really, of this show, we have had many guests help us out with the show. I mean, we've gone from Patrick P. Tango to my brother Steve-O, to Jazz, the Superman lover, to Joey Bags, even to Trouble Troy. But there are some guests that really stand out and leave a mark on our audience, and especially on our panel. The nominees are John Paul DeShong, writer of Sons of Fate and artist of Sons of Fate. Of course, the always... um. Outspoken Big Kev and Black Doom. And the winner is Black Doom for his. <laughs> oh, wow. We got some booze in the audience. And, and hopefully we can. Let's see if we can get from via satellite from Black Viria a quick word or an acceptance speech from Black Doom. Black Doom, are you there? I'd, I'd like, like to thank, thank you all for my deserved reward. And I would also like to say to the audience members that booed, I know who you are. You will be nerded. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess we're going to have a very small audience leaving. <laughs> I did not say I was done. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> and for the competition that did not exist, you've already been marked for doom. <laughs> well, thank you, Black Doom. Oh, look at that. The connection's off. I can't, we can't speak to him anymore. <laughs> All right, so that guy's crazy. Yeah, yeah I'm telling you, man. You, you, look at the friends you bring to the show. <laughs> <laughs> they, wait, yeah, it would be Patrick, Jazz, and Black Doom. So two out of three. <laughs> two, two out of three ain't bad. Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> that's batting six hundred almost. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's our bags and board we're awards. Done with our show. bags and boards. My goodness gracious. Yeah, man, we're, we're done with another year of bags and boards. So I would say keep it geeky, but let's put this um, show to a close. There we go. And ladies and gentlemen, just remember that don't go anywhere because Geeks on the Go is next. You like that, right? Eh. <laughs> it was okay. Geeks on the Go. You like that? That was dope. I hope Santa farts in your face. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right. No, just have him fart on his pillow, then he'll get What's out. with you guys and farting? What the fuck? Everybody's extra masculine today? What the hell? Because that's like yeah. a dick and fart joke. Yeah, let's talk dick and fart joke, man. Yeah, that never happens on this podcast. <laughs> After what, this, what? Let's, let's go roll up our sleeves and chop down some trees. Yeah. yeah. Manly. We, we don't talk about I'm just going to go and underpay some women 60%. <laughs> what? Damn. Well done. Well done. You know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we never make it under a minute. It's Christmas. Let's give it a trance. It's Hanukkah. It's Kwanzaa. It's, it's um yeah, it's, it's Festivus. <laughs> Ooh. I celebrate the amazing holiday of Ralph. Oh. Was that a, a two-minute celebration? I was about to say, is it like your sex life is short-lived? <laughs> no, that's usually like a week-long whole celebration. Oh, I, I have to take time off of work for that. Oh, man. 
I, I have I have a joke. I'm not even going there. So, are are we ready? Mm-hmm. 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 Ready. Okay. Ready. Set. Go. Tis the season. Imagine you're Santa, huh? Black Santa. Um, which of the following people or things are on your naughty list or nice list? Damian Wayne. Mike. He's on my nastiest list. <laughs> Felicity Smoke. Ralph. Oh yeah, she's naughty. <laughs> she's nice in her naughtiness. Oh yeah. Doc Ock, Superior Spider Man. Mike. Nice, but don't tell him. <laughs> Fox's new Fantastic Four. Ralph. Uh, is there an irre- irrelevant list? Wow. That's on that nasty, stinking crap list. That right? <laughs> Gotham, Gotham, the TV show. Mike. It's on my nauseating list. <laughs> Flash, the TV show. Ralph. That's on the super awesome, oh my God list. All right. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Mike. When it's dance free, it's nice. <laughs> Did you cut that out of the of the other version? I'd be so happy. Ooh, Fal- child. Okay. Falcon has the new Captain America. Ralph. Uh, it's on the... Good, good for you, list. One good or the other. You. Good for you, list. Good for you. <laughs> it's nasty. Affirmative Bastion. <laughs> Time's up, but we'll continue. Um, Death of the Wolverine series. Mike. Nice that it ended. <laughs> Shirtless Stephen Amell in Arrow. Ralph. It's on the what the fuck happened to him list. It's the ooh so naughty list. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Jessica Alba in Sin City. Mike. Nice. Nah, nah. Meh. <laughs> is that the third list nah. <laughs> and Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ralph it's on the I can't wait to see Quake yeah Quake it's, it's nice like Tahiti w- wow I can't wait to catch up on that man oh yeah you. no wonder you didn't know what he was talking about you are so far behind I am <laughs> and, and it's one of those things where I'm like it's not like um, once upon a time I'm like ah fuck it I'm like oh man I'm really missing out because everybody's talking about how great the show is now yep. even though it's like B and C level characters that's pretty good. They may be BC level characters, but they give A performances. Yep, they give good A. They they give good A. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's the A step for abstinence. <laughs> nope. Your nope. stands for ass. <laughs> Thanks for spelling it out for us, Ralph. Yeah, you're welcome. A S S S. Oh goodness! All right. So um, he spelled it right this time. Thank God. This time, <laughs> I just realized, and, and I'm being serious. I'm not saying this because we're on a podcast or whatever. I'm really. I think this is our last podcast of the year. Because, yeah, right. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Today is the twenty first, twenty eighth. Yep, it's the last podcast of the year. Yeah, we won't be back till the fourth. Yeah, that's right. So, um, I guess you know, I wanted to give um, you guys a gift because you know I love you guys so much. So, is it I- money? No, pull the plug, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> wow, no, no, <laughs> that's just fucked up. All right, so I decided to you know to be in the holiday spirit. I decided to write a poem. You know, just kind of wrapping up our year, you know, putting a, everything on a nice little boat. The American holiday spirit is money. <laughs> uh, and as your host, this is Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm done. <laughs> All right, so let me read this little ditty for you, and then we'll s- s- tell everybody Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah. Are you ready? <clears throat> Ooh, what the hell happened there? Your colon just jumped up to try and save us <laughs> from hearing this. All right. Twas the night before Christmas. The shopping was done. The gifts were all wrapped, and now came for some fun. Mike sat in his room and said, "Damn it, I'm bored." So he called up his boys to give them a, ro- a reward. Not that kind of reward. Um, <laughs> he buzzed Ralph and Cap and told them come fast. But he knew they were Latin, so he yelled, "Move your ass!" <laughs> they showed up in a flash with their tummies quite bare. To which Mike replied, "You think there's food here?" <laughs> Mike looked at MSG, MFG like his eye had been itching. 
Then in a loud voice, he said, get in the fucking kitchen. <laughs> Mike wasn't even shy about his brand new TV because it's almost as big as his BBC. <laughs> they picked out a movie in hopes it'd be a hit. But after 10 minutes, Mike said, what is this shit? <laughs> Ralph threw up his arms and said, this movie sucks balls. But if I'm sure, I'll find a way to give it six claws. <laughs> six claws. <laughs> Cap. Wanted to add something, but didn't even mutter because he couldn't even get his thoughts out with his blasted stutter. <laughs> when all of a sudden they heard a such a clatter, Mike thought it was Cap's weight because he's looking fatter. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> but at the door was good old Santa looking tired and quite down. His new sleigh's GPS wasn't working. How would he get around town? Ralph got right to work and did some quick tech fixing. While Mike was in Santa's ear and just started some bitching. <laughs> Flying reindeer, chimney climbing, gifts all over the world in one night. How's that possible, Saint Nick? Santa said, if you want an Xbox One, you better begin quick. <laughs> Santa was still lost, so Cap looked at Santa's map. Mike didn't even bother because his sense of directions are crap. <laughs> mm-hmm. Finally, Santa got back on his sleigh and everything was just right. Then he flew into the night and said Merry Christmas and good night. Now everything was good. Everyone was happy right down to the mouse. But this Xmas, this Christmas encounter wouldn't have happened if it was in Cap's house. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Santa don't come to the Bronx. Oh, no. He never did. There's a Bronx. <laughs> I just wanted to say, nice. um, I love you guys. Seriously, from the bottom of my heart, you guys are like, you know, the, the brothers I should have had. Besides oh. Steven, obviously. But, you know. But, you know, I really we can kill him. Whoa, 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 whoa. He gives yeah. out good video game gifts. I know a guy. You know a guy. I know a guy. Take care real quick. Hope it's not your brother because he ain't doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but I just wanted to tell you guys, I love you guys. Merry Christmas. But I also want to tell our audience and people who've been following us, people who've been supporting us. People that listen to that poem. People, <laughs> people who promise us that um, they're going to listen and then listen halfway and then stop listening. Uh, which we we would chastise them more, but they're not listening. <laughs> And also to our future listeners who come out, have a Merry Christmas, have a great holiday, have a good Hanukkah, a good Kwanzaa, whatever you're celebrating, spend time with your families, the ones you love and remember. Hail Satan. (laughs) Hey, you got to get everyone out there. Got to get everyone out there. (laughs) And all you uh, loyal Ralph supporters will have our first day of celebration coming soon. Check your secret emails. Ralph, Ralph is sending that text to himself right now. <laughs> check and not secret. responding. <laughs> I'm just thinking about check your secret emails. If you're a follower of Ralph, you'll know. Oh my God. Sounds like, um, have you ever watched um, Toy Story? Not Toy Story. Um, uh, Christmas Carol? Christmas yeah. Story. A Christmas Story? Mm-hmm. Where, where they talk about um, the little orphan Annie secret badge. Right. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> Don't forget to drink Similar. your Ovaltine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's an end of this year and this show. So for RT Square, we're off the tech, and MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, this is the Cap saying keep it geeky, and happy holidays, everybody. We'll see you next year. Next year.